shining star. Nice pick, Tim. Well, you know, theme. Nice. What? Theme. Oh, theme. We're talking about stars, right? Yeah. We just had the alarm go off in the studio. We had a weird missing music moment, which made me wonder if the music was being played earlier for our listeners. It was going on number two, but not one. But number two was off. That was the problem. Oh, I see. That's why it was off. It sounds like university radio again. Yes. Anyway, the Reclaws just performed live in studio. How good were they? Oh, I wonder if Shannon amazing. McNeven will forgive me for doing that punk phone call. <laughs> Maybe he was listening to you as you were doing it. That'd be fun. Do you remember the time that we had uh, somebody from, what was that called, High Valley, the yes. lead singer? And I had them talk smack about Paul Brandt, but Paul wouldn't. Brandt was on the line and they wouldn't talk that smack. They didn't aw- even know. You've done that a bunch of times. It's awesome when you do it's that. No one's, no one's fallen victim to it yet. So Nobody has. That'll be embarrassing when that happens. Oh, that person? I hate them. <laughs> what a loser. <laughs> We have to pretend to be nice to them. <laughs> when I was down at uh, Nashville yeah, Today Show, no, a couple of weeks ago, uh, Candace Cameron was there along with uh, Kathy Lee, and they both wanted to lay their hands on me and pray for me. So I ran, <laughs> I ran out of NBC <laughs> with the disc for Hawksaw Ridge. Yes, Roger Thompson. He's the author of "We Stood Upon Stars: Finding God in the Lost Places." We are made for freedom and adventure, friendship and romance, yet too much of life is spent unfulfilled at work, restless at home, and bored. And some people even get bored at church. No, no. say it isn't so. All the while knowing that there is something more. That's the thing, right? There's something underneath our skin that just knows there's more. Cries out, yep, for sure. Well, you'll find some of life's best moments waiting for you over a campfire, on a river, even in that coffee shop or brewery you didn't know you'd discover along the way. It's time to begin the search. In the literary spirit of well-worn tales about America's open road, this poetic, honest, often hilarious collection of essays shows how to embark on adventures that kindle spiritual reflection, personal growth, and grow ops. I just think, you know, come on. You're going to drive around the country in a VW van? There's yeah. Gotta, there has to be a marijuana reference. Somewhere. Or or Birkenstocks. <laughs> and not shaving your legs? Well, if you're a guy, you would hope so. Roger Thompson is on the line. Dude, how you doing, man? What's going on? Yeah, I'm doing great. It's just cool to be with you guys. You don't know that. You don't know that. <laughs> I'm making that up. The it's night's so young. Right. Yeah, yeah. The night is still young, baby. Hey, are you on the road right now, man? Uh, no, I'm actually at my house in uh, Ventura, California. We're getting ready for another road trip, though, in a couple weeks. Are you? Nice. Yeah. Uh, every time, of course, I hear of Ventura, I think of America. Great band. Uh-huh. Yep. Ventura Highway. Should have started that one with that song, Tim. Why didn't you do that? Because you didn't know he didn't lived know in Ventura. Lived there, right? <laughs> I'll go look it up now. Where's the new uh, road trip? Where are you heading off to? We're heading up the coast, up to almost up to Canada, then over to Montana. We're going to be surfing and fly fishing, um, and visiting breweries and um, fly fishing shops along the way. Okay, so like I'm not a fly fisherman person because uh-huh. it's I don't know, it just it's like sailing. I don't sail because there's too many things to think about and do. I just want to fish. I just want to <laughs> right. sail. I want someone else to sail the boat, right? Uh huh. But uh, a brewery tour would be quite good. I think I could yeah, do that. Yeah, I'm actually speaking and reading, doing book readings in breweries kind of throughout the West. Wow. Really? That I think you've yeah. just died and gone to heaven. <laughs> it's pretty great. I've got one brewery sponsoring the tour, <laughs> and so they're, I'm getting paid with beer. Mm, beer. Homer, Homer, tell us about your favorite beer. Oh, any <laughs> beer that's got beer in it is my kind of beer. <laughs> beer. The problem and solution to all of life's problems. You're such a meathead. Roger W. Thompson wrote this little book called We Stood Upon Stars. Um, 
Which came first, the trip or the book? Um, the the trips are actually was a collection of trips I've done over time, and so when it came time to write a book, this is my second. I the publisher wanted me to do something. I really didn't know what to do, so I just started writing about some of my favorite trips, and all of a sudden it started turning into this book and kind of a collection of some of my favorite places to travel in the west of uh, you know the west of the U.S. Um, so yeah, the the travels kind of existed, and then they kind of morphed their way into this uh, this fun little book. Good, good. I'm glad you said that that way because, you know, if it, if it starts with a book concept, I I don't know, I find that disingenuous. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. Yeah, I'd, yeah, I'd lose interest in that pretty quick. Yeah. There was like this Christian movie that came out a while ago, and it was it was based on a book that was in another Christian movie. It, and the book was actually a prop in the movie. And so they Yeah, so they made this thing up because they had all these people going. It was about that right. marriage... Uh, Save your marriage or something. Oh, I don't know, okay. whatever. And, uh, I didn't watch it. That, that sounds like the first layer of hell. <laughs> <laughs> well said. Okay. I used to live in California up near Yosemite. Have you okay. been there? Yep. Yeah, we've actually got a place right outside of Yosemite. Uh, Bass Lake. If you feel like oh, that. I know Bass Lake well. I've skied on yeah. it. Oh, good. Yeah, we're heading there on next week. Really? Yeah. It's ridiculous. So I used to work at a place called Hume Lake. Uh, oh, yeah. When did you when did you work there? Over at Kings Canyon. Oh, dude, it was a thousand years ago. Oh. Um, eighty. Hold on, stand by. I can do this. Eighty three or eighty four. Uh huh. T- for five years. Okay, I, I went there while you worked there. What? Yeah, um, I went there in eighty nine and ninety. Um, I think were the years I went there in high school. Um, and then I actually was on their board for a little while. <laughs> oh, come uh, on. Yeah, and then I started. I started camps with, and we started doing surf and skate camps, and so yeah, we're really familiar with him. Like, too funny. So, who was the director then? Jeff Lilly. Jeff Lilly, a good buddy of mine. <laughs> will you please say hi? I will. I'll see him on this road trip. We're going to stay with him and his wife. Too funny. This is just yeah. weird. It's a small world. <laughs> yeah. Thanks there. Us. Thanks Disney. Um, so I love the West Coast. Uh, I just finished walking the Camino de Santiago. I, I walked a thousand kilometers. And the thing I want to know about your story and the advice I actually want to get from you is uh, how do you incorporate the stuff that you experience when you're traveling in everyday life? Because, dude, not everyone gets to, you know, take off and just unplug and disconnect. Yeah, that's right. Um, you know, the, I'll tell you, it's, it's honestly hard. I mean, it really is difficult. And road trips can be one of those things you just kind of you work up to, and then you get back, and everything just kind of slips back to normal. Uh, I think what we've tried to do, we've, we've started embracing a little of that simplicity movement, trying to get rid of as much junk as we can, and try to make space for being present every day. I think that's what happens in the road trip we fall in love with, is it's not so much what we're doing, all those things are awesome. It's that sense of just being present uh, with your family, with your kids, and with your wife. And so we try to bring that part back to our daily lives and at least have a day or two a week where we just chill on the beach and aren't sweating our phones and work or any of that kind of stuff. And, but it's a, it's a challenge for sure for everybody. Okay, well, obviously it's our Father's Day special today, and um, mm-hmm. there's got to be some advice for dads out there. My kids are now grown up, and I no longer care about them. Um, <laughs> what do you? How old are your kids? I got two boys, and they're 11 and 13, and they're out terrorizing the Knicks, the school, on their skateboards right now. <laughs> of course they are. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> um, so what do you say to, you know, corporate dad who 
who knows he's spending more time at work than with his with his kids um, other than heaping the guilt trip on them give him give right. me practical advice how do I how do I can reconnect again with my kids outdoors yeah well I, I tell you outdoors is the kind of the trick because it's the one place that kind of neutralizes all the other things right it's kind of a level playing field and what I found with my kids which I think is probably true of all kids is it doesn't necessarily matter how big the adventure are. The big adventures, I honestly, are often more about me than my kids. Um, but what they care about is just the time that you give them. So we, you know, we, in fact, I just have a, on my website, I've got a, um, a, a travel guide I just did for dads for their, with their kids. And some of the advice on there is just take them just down the road, you know, 10, 15 minutes away, find a little campground. You know, don't even pack food. Just go into town and eat burgers and McDonald's or whatever you have to do. But what your kid really wants is just time alone with their, with you, with their dad. Um, however simple or extreme that needs to be. Hmm. Um, and so for me, the, you know, these road trips represent that. But honestly, it's the it's kind of a daily practice for us. Or not daily. That sounds that's a little over the top. But you know, uh, but a regular practice for us to try to get these little moments away where my kids have my undivided attention. I like the, the the fact that it is a, a, a an area that levels the playing field. Like literally, if you and your kids go outdoors, you're both up against the outdoors. It's it's and you and you're forced to lean into each other. Uh, your kid has to unplug, and you got to pay attention, right? That's yeah, that's right. And they, you're just as vulnerable as they are, which I think that's pretty that's pretty nice, and it helps. Um, but then I think too the fact that your devices work and neither do their devices work and all of a sudden you're forced to just kind of start talking to each other. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, can you give us an example, because your book has 31 essays, right? That's right, yeah. Um, give us an example of, because first of all, the word essay makes me vomit just a little bit in the back <laughs> of my mouth. So stories, um, can you tell us, uh, give us a sample, like a summarized version on the phone right now with one of these? I want one. Just drop one of them on our listeners. <laughs> Okay, well, there's one up in, um, let's, say, uh, let's see here, Phillipsburg, Montana. Um, so I think it's Chapter 10 or so forth. Phillipsburg, Montana is a middle-of-nowhere town in southwestern Montana. It's got a population of about 800 people. We stumbled across this town maybe five years ago. Um, with uh, We were just doing a cross-country trip in the van with the kids and all that. And it was just one of those towns that just all of a sudden, like, the clouds parted and you know, the doves started flying down from heaven on this little town. It's just... <laughs> kind of became the town that we just absolutely love has a world-class brewery has a great candy shop for the kids so they can go get super sugar high um it has uh one of the best barbecue joints in america it just had all these great things that it literally um i, I went oh this is probably an overexpression but i'm a writer so i can do this kind of stuff but like it just changed our family's life right it just it just ushered us into this moment together we had this discovery as a family of something that we all love. And so we've been going back every summer um, to this little town. Um, and it's just one of those discoveries that was off a road that we didn't know we'd be on, and uh, we were just all exploring and kind of came across it. And so there's a whole chapter on that town, and it's kind of talks about the the rediscovering of, you know, I wrote it for my, you know, in my own first-person voice, obviously, so it's a rediscovering of who I am mm-hmm. and finding that deeper sense of myself and then stepping into that role as being more of a heroic father and, you know, better husband and that kind of stuff. And, and that town had a big hand in doing that to us. 
Okay, the subtitle of this book is Finding God in Lost Places, and this is something I've battled with uh, for years. I, um, I'm no longer an evangelical certaintist about God. I'm not 100% convinced that there's a God. And so uh, whatever, whatever I believe actually requires faith. And what I have found over the years, Roger, is that I think that when I unplug and get outdoors, that I'm encountering God. And so for th- when I was in my super Jesus phase, <laughs> when I got into the woods, I was like, oh, I, I feel you, Lord. I, yeah, I can really feel you're penetrating my... Maybe it's just nature. That's my question. Is it God or is it nature? Or is it both? I knew you were going to say that. This is where this is where this is where my engineer goes. Ooh, snap! Yeah, drop the right. mic, drop the log. No, right. that's not. I would not <laughs> use not that term, Tim. Oh, that's not. Man, drop, no. Drop the stick, I mean, we are outdoors. The, but, drop the mushroom. Drop yeah. The... yeah. Well, I mean, I'll tell you for 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 me, I, I never went through one of those super Jesusy phases, and so I, I kind of probably align with you a little bit um, in that. In the only place I, I feel less certain in church than most places I go to. Um, and other people's complete certainty kind of freaks me out a little bit because, you know, I think that's sometimes a false certainty. Yeah. Uh, and as we know, as you, did, you already described, you know, faith is the opposite of false certainty. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, that's, and faith is the thing that we're called to. Well, when I get in the outdoors, and I think this is what you're alluding to, um, there's no kind of, I'm not sitting in a pew that some dude made. I'm not like listing some dude on stage. I'm not listening to a band that's, kind of manufacturing some experience um using using the emotional jerk chords yeah exactly yeah like the the d minor seven or whatever it is that gets everyone to cry um so there's no there's no basically there's no one filtering your experience um when you're outdoors and so when i'm outdoors is where i hear god the clearest and i've had some of those experiences actually outside of hume lake on that road coming in, there's that little rock where Jeff used to do the star talk. Yeah, yeah, yep. Yeah, I've I've been out there on that rock before, um, and I I felt probably more certain of my uncertainty, I guess, <laughs> there than back in the in the camp. Um, and I felt God's presence there, and it came in kind of more mysterious ways. That's kind of I think his tendency sometimes, or hers. Um, yeah. And so, you know, that's uh, so. Anyway, so for me, this finding God in lost places concept. Is is kind of exactly that. Is there's still these lost places out there, where um, not to be all kind of Jack Kerouac on everybody, but I feel like that's kind of you know I think that's where we're going to experience them the most is out there, uh, versus some of the places we've kind of created to try to try to do it here. I guess. Yeah, really well said. Really well said. Roger Thompson, he's the author of We Stood Upon Stars, Finding God in the Lost Places. He's on the line with us right now. Roger W. Thompson with a H, with an H. Roger W. Thompson, if you can figure out where the H goes, you get to read his book. We Stood Upon Stars is the name of the book, Finding God in Lost Places. Um, hmm. I want to know what impact you really think the outdoors has had on you um, over the years, like, were you an outdoorsy guy? And so it's always been there or did the outdoors crawl into your life in some way, uh, you know, later in life? Like what's, what's it been like for you? What impact has the outdoors had on you, Roger? You know, um, I've, I've always been a, a little bit outdoorsy, but, um, I, where the outdoors really started coming in my life, I, I lost my dad at a young age 
and that's when I started taking up surfing. And so the 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 surfing was really kind of probably you know more than the healer, you know the counselors and other anything else I did. The surfing is probably really the thing that kind of got me through a pretty dark time. Um, and and so you know since then it's, it's been that place for me to go when everything else seems to not work, <laughs> you know. Um, and so the outdoors has been uh, hugely influential in, in, in my life and for some of the reasons we discussed earlier and also because I find it more fun. <laughs> There's just cooler things to do outdoors than indoors for me at least. Um, I like, you know, I like the things that it has to offer and I feel like those are some of the best free gifts we get based on, you know, kind of the, kind of the luck of the draw, I guess, where I live. But, um, you know, but even if, like, you know, where you guys are and everywhere else, there's just such outstanding beauty and places to go around all of us and you know that might be you know maybe that's the form of heaven that we get to experience here on earth can i just make a suggestion to all our listeners who want to get outdoors and do a little trip across the united states of america if you want to go to joshua tree national park california you need this book ventura california you need this book northern baja mexico you need the book highway 12 utah rocky mountain national park colorado grays river wyoming highway 49 in california lake tahoe to sonoma where some of the best wine in the world is santa fe new mexico Philsburg, montana Ooh, let's keep going it goes on and on and on glacier national park san juan islands in washington park city utah this is the book you want because there's also is there not like practical stuff happening through here as well. I see these little maps. I've not studied yeah. the maps. Tell me about the maps. The, the maps are a little bit of awesomeness in every chapter. And so be, the beginning, but first of all, the, the maps were drawn by my mom. And so my mom and I did all these maps <laughs> together. And what we wanted to do, or what I wanted to do, is if you, you know, if you go, say you want to, you read a chapter on Glacier and you say, hey, that sounds pretty awesome. I'd kind of like to go there. Then I went ahead and went through the trouble go ahead and tell you what all the most awesome places are around there, where the best beer is, where the best tacos are, um, where the best ice cream is, where the best wine, you know, distilleries, whatever happens to be, whatever is like great about that area. I went ahead and listed on those maps. Um, this and this was from my personal experience or that of my closest friends. So I wanted to go ahead and, you know, give the readers, you know, kind of a, the heads up on what to do yeah. in those places. So the, so the maps are very practical in that regard. This is good. Can I? Can, can we do a little uh, promise here? When you get sick of your kids going with you on these trips, will you take me? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking about taking some uh, guys trips in uh, this fall. So yeah, come on out. We'll we'll go we'll go to one of these places. Oh. We're going to do a fishing and brewery thing oh. up in Mammoth, California. Nice. Um, so, yeah, you guys would love that. Nice, nice. I passed out in a plane, a private jet in Mammoth, California. Really? Yeah. Come, do, you, do you know Bruce Jeffcoach? I do, yeah. So Bruce and I were up in this jet of this this uh, friend of ours, and uh, he's doing these loop-de-loop things over uh, oh. over Hume Lake. And uh, uh-huh. we're, he, they're just going all over the place. And I don't know what happened to the – these guys must have been uh, acclimatized to the altitude. I full-on passed out really? in the plane. <laughs> and last thing I feel is Bruce Jeffcoach, my old, old buddy. He was in uh, – in, yeah, anyway, long buddy. Uh, he had his hand and he was rubbing the inside of my thigh because <laughs> he knew I was going. He could see me going, going, going. He's like, Drew, you okay, buddy? You all right there, Puddin'? He started just screw, <laughs> screwing with my head, and then I'm gone. And we land, we land in Mammoth, and then I'm, whenever I pass out, which sounds like it's a regular thing, yeah. uh, I, I, I'm starving. So I ate three full lunches at this place in Mammoth. 
It's ridiculous. Anyway. Wow. Don't, see, that's the kind of book I would write, Roger. <laughs> <laughs> Passing out at 26,000 feet. That's right, and, and men rubbing your inner thighs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Roger, it has been a blast, and, and this is a fun, fun read. Uh, you can uh, get this book where books are sold, and again, the book is called We Stood Upon Stars, Finding God in Lost Places, Roger W. Thompson. Really good to talk to you, man. Hey, thanks for having me. It was a blast. All right, you take care.